Welcome to Chat with Nat, stories of faith, hope, and love. I'm hoping that the books I've read and the people I've met inspire you as much as they have me. Well, here we are in episode one. Thanks for joining me for this very first episode. I'm not sure who is listening out there, but before I started, I took a look at my friends on social media and read each of your names and thought about what is special about each of you. And I'm pretending like I'm speaking to each of you, even even though you can't hear it. I'm pretending you're here in the room with me having coffee. I actually was going to give a shout out to each of my followers on Instagram, and, and I just a few minutes ago started the recording and I started going through that and it was like, wow, there was so much there. That would have been a whole episode just reading through those names and telling everyone why they're so special to me. And honestly, I believe that each one of them on that list, I could do a whole episode with. So I stopped and started over again. So just know that if you're out there as one of the followers that I read your name and you're you're so special to me for many different reasons. So just thanks for always supporting me. And hopefully we will get to have coffee someday soon. So let's see here. First thing I need to be honest with is I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't know anything about equipment. I've got this fancy equipment that is supposed to make things easier and it actually it overwhelms me a bit. I just wanted to hit record and be done. And I've got all these fancy buttons. And so I don't even know what it sounds like or what it will sound like. So just give me some grace as I learn and figure this out. (laughs) There was a saying that we had in our office at the bank that I worked for many years and it said, perfection prevents progress. And so if I'm waiting for this to be perfect, then I'll never start it. So let's get started. And I think today's episode, we're going to talk about why I'm starting this. And if I'm honest, we've got to go back to when I was a little girl. And so I think a lot of things in our lives um, that are important to us go back to when we were little and there were messages all along the way that that lead you to things and we just overlook them. And so I'm a I'm a real big believer on looking for clues and when you look back they kind of scream at you. And one day when I was trying to figure out you know what I wanted to do with my life, I was just like, "All right, God, just show me what what is it? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing." And I opened up one of my books and this little picture fell out. It was like a maybe a one inch by two inch picture. And it was me as a little girl, probably four, I would say three or four years old, standing behind a radio. And I just remember crying saying, no, like, I don't want to be on the radio. It was already on the radio. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just be out there and talk. I don't really have, I'm not an expert at anything. I I don't have anything to say. But after I was just thinking about it, um, I thought back to my grandfather who was in a nursing home when I was a little girl. And my mother and I would go visit him on every every Tuesday night, I believe it was. So he had 11 children, so everybody took a different night of the week. And my mom's night was Tuesday. And so since I was the only child home with her, I would go with her every Tuesday. And we did that for I don't quote me on this, but probably seven years. And I just really remember thinking, Grandpa 
my grandpa had such a sharp mind and he would remember all kinds of stories and he would tell us a story every time we were there. And I just was in awe of how he could remember all of that stuff. And he was such a good storyteller. And one of my favorites was Casey at the bat. He always told that. And I think all of my cousins and my siblings would remember that one as well. But so I, I think the storyteller in Grandpa kind of, he taught me how to tell stories, I guess, and <laughs> the love of stories. Um, another clue was, you know, when we were little, where I lived, there was no houses. And I had a friend who lived, you know, probably about a mile away. And so we would take turns going to each other's houses on our bikes. And when she would come to my house, we would have this thing like, what do you want to do? You know, there was so much not to do when we were little, but <laughs> like we didn't have all of the TV and the computer games and the phones. We just, we had to be creative and come up with things. So we would always, neither one of us wanted to say what we wanted to do. So we would play this thing called three choices where we would give three choices and then the other one had to pick what we were going to do. And we always had the same three choices and they were either playing house, riding bikes or playing work. And secretly I hated when she picked playing house because I didn't want to change the baby doll's clothes. I did not like to do that. I didn't want to pretend I had to put them in the car and make them dinner. It was so much work. (laughs) And so I always if I got to choose, I always would choose work. I wanted to play work. And what we would do is we would go down in the basement and I had this old writing desk and a typewriter, a, like a manual typewriter. And I would, we would play work and I, my job would be to write a newsletter. And so I would write a newsletter on a typewriter and I just always really enjoyed that. And I just think that that was one clue to my desire to tell stories. So (laughs) that was another clue. Another one was when I was older, probably in high school, is that we were, for our youth group, every Christmas we would come up with this program. Actually, it would be Mike Duffalo, who was our youth group leader. He would do this newscast presentation, and then we would have commercials and everything else, and it was really funny and fun. And he would write it literally like an hour before we were to go on and he'd make several copies. He'd give them to each of us and say, okay, you're the lead anchor. You're the news reporter. You're the sports reporter. You're the commercials. And I remember my, I think it was my senior year, he gave me the role of the lead anchor. And I, I mean, you don't even get to read this stuff before you go on. He just hands it to you and you go up and read it loud. And I remember I was terrified. I hated talking in front of people. And after that episode, or not that episode, after that Um, program was over, I remember the pastor's wife coming up to me saying, you should be a newscaster. And I was like, are you out of your mind? I hate talking in front of people. I would want to be in the background just observing. So I find it ironic that she spoke that into me a long time ago. So I'm going to skip a lot of things here because, you know, there's a lot to go over in my life. And we're just talking about why I'm starting this this podcast. And so I'm going to skip ahead to when I was working at the bank um, for 20 years. And I just remember sitting in meetings. I was in accounting. So I went to like accounting, financial planning meetings, monthly close meetings. And I remember just sitting around the table with, even if it was just 10, 20 people, my heart would literally want to come out of my chest and my palms would be sweating just when we would go around the room and say our name or 
one question was asked me. I absolutely hated talking in front of other people. And so I find it so ironic that I'm, I'm sitting here talking to whoever will listen to me now. <laughs> so 10 years ago this month, um, I had my cancer diagnosis. I had a breast cancer diagnosis. And I, it, what really shocked me about that was that it just changed everything about my life and all of my priorities. And I no longer you know, I was so work driven for so long. And when my cancer came, I just, I didn't want, I didn't want anything to do with work anymore. I was so tired of the numbers and the deadlines and, and just had an urgency, this urgency, I'd call it to share, I guess, whatever was on my mind or my heart. And so I started a blog on caringbridge.com. And it's just that site is used to just keep people up to date on your medical issues. And so I just took that and, and and instead of just updating people on my appointments, I was updating them on my feelings and what was going on and what God was doing in my life. And I just loved sharing and realized what a passion I had for that. And so I took all of that and I wrote a book about my cancer journey and that was published. I can't believe it's been this long, but it's been five years. And so and then I was like, okay, maybe I'm supposed to be a writer. And so, I don't know, I just, it's hard to be a writer. I mean, I didn't even have any education for writing. I was accounting major. We did numbers. And I didn't even really put a sentence together well. And I used they are incorrectly, and I still do today. And, excuse me, I'm having a drink of water. I just didn't know how to be a writer, but I just had a desire to share. And so I actually have been working on another story, um, another book, and I've been doing that for five years. And I just keep editing the same chapters over and over again. I change the font on it. I change the spacing. I change the margins. And so when people are like, you're still working on your book? Well, I'm just working on the margins and changing it, you know, in avoidance of finishing the book. I literally am on the last chapter been on the last chapter for so long and I just have been putting it off. <laughs> and so what the story is about, my second book is about, it's called The Search for Trinity, Becoming Brave, The Search for Trinity. And it's about my search for something bigger than, than what I was, you know, striving towards my whole life, which was always getting promoted, getting more money, getting, you know, more things in the house, just always looking for the next thing, the next adventure. And so the story is really about searching for something bigger than that, which is just contentment, basically. And as a spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you there's way more to it than that. But during my search, I realized that every single person has a story and everyone that we come in contact with is a much, much bigger part of my story than, than I could ever believe. And over the past year, I've been working with several women who are ta like sharing their stories and working on writing them. And I just sit down with them and we give each other goals and hold each other accountable. And I just am amazed at the stories that people have. And I, I could use each of them in a, in a future episode. They've got so much to say. Uh, earlier this year, I started working at The Fountains. It's a nursing 
care facility here in Indiana, and I was hired to document their stories for their families. And I, I remember getting there thinking, this is going to be easy, and then sitting down and talking to them like, you know, some of them don't like to share too much. And so it became much harder than, than I thought. But in the process, um, over time, I just really became friends with all of these people that I met. And I just finished up a short 50-page book on them just, actually this morning, I just submitted it to Amazon for a proof. But while I was working on on it, and while I was visiting the residents, I just was reminded of the years that I visited my grandfather in the home, and it was such a big comfort to be with such wise people, because they have so, so much to offer. And each of us, again, has a story that's a part of other people's stories, and I just can't wait over the next, I don't know how many episodes, just to share all of the cool people I've met the past couple of years. Who knows, maybe you'll be one of those stories that I share. It's my prayer that you'll start to realize that each person you come in contact with is part of your story, and you're a part of theirs. What are you going to do to change your story, and possibly theirs? I'll talk to you soon. Nat.